Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, alongside none other than John Tess. John, how you doing? Yo, yes, fantastic. <laughs> the way you just said yo, I thought you were going to start doing the Spice Girls. Yo, well, tell trying, me what you want, I'm what you really, really want. So you got like a, yep, you got like a signature thing that you say. You know, hello. I'm trying to think of maybe I should do yo. The, the, the hard thing about the signature open is that when people start listening, they're never quite sure what episode. Have I heard this episode or not? I oh, don't know. interesting. So, so you're gonna have to have a different one for every yeah. one. Also, yeah. you know, it is a podcast. They can just look and see if they've seen the episode or. or yeah, I always forget already. that. Yeah. yeah, we're speaking with. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's right there for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Because, as you know, uh, and we're talking about uh, this uh, Gibbs guest this week is Dr. William Lee, yes, uh, who wrote the book Eat to Beat Disease, which is I, fun to say, Eat to Beat Disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've got cancer, it's 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 even more interesting. Yes. I don't have cancer, but I did have cancer, and so I was studying a lot of this stuff. I I, I don't know how new this book is, but um, you know, there is. It's here's the thing. Um, you know, I, you know what I, I, I don't believe that God gives anybody diseases, mm-hmm. but I remember what Dr. Logothetis at MD Anderson said to me when I, I came in with all that prostate, uh, cancer and big giant tumors and everything. And, and I said, what do you think the, what, what, what did I do? And he goes, well, you know, the, the cancer cells are in everybody's body in some form or another. Some, some never get lit up. He said, you, somehow you lit the fuse, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so there was a time when I wasn't a great eater. There was a time when I was drinking more alcohol. And that, all, that is all the kind of stuff what, that can light. What was that time? Was it like, <laughs> like, like an hour like, ago? Yeah. No, there, there were, stop that. There was, there was, uh, you, can light, you can light the fuse. And uh, I've actually started doing something recently. This is all about me right now, folks. It's, I, I've, started, it's fun. I've started doing something recently that, that I've watched you do and mom do so many times is that this is my second week in a row fasting for 48 hours and that's, I could, a, that's a lot to do every week yeah yeah and i got i don't think i'll do it every week but but at least uh one day a week but i i've been doing so much reading about what that what that does to yeah. be disease so this is i'm very interested in your interview yeah we've done a lot of com- we've had a lot of conversations about the benefits of fasting about intermittent fasting and and doing even uh even one one or two days a week where you are restricting your calories below 500 uh, those are those are they does, does phenomenal things for resetting your body systems. Mm. Mm. Now, what I really like about this interview, and and we'll get to it in a minute, but what I really like about this interview is that is that how many times have we talked to physicians who who whose refrain is, yeah, I really just don't know much about nutrition. They really don't teach nutrition in medical right. school. Yes, yes. Nutrition is not a yeah. part of yeah. what we do. Right. And one cool thing about this is is Dr. Lee is a physician. He is a physician who has spent time studying nutrition and and whittling down the elements of nutrition uh, and and it, and its benefits for fighting disease, but most importantly for preventing disease. And and his, uh, I'll give a little bit away from the interview. One of his one of his comments is that he's fi- they're finally at a place where the science on nutrition is actually good enough to be considered science alongside the other medicine that they wow. prescribe. So. So this is actually a really good vanguard book for people who who believe in the connection between nutrition and health because it there there really is one but now they have the science to back it up and how to support your systems yeah. with good nutrition. So we uh we don't get too in the weeds about the actual about the things you should eat. You're going to have to buy the book for that, but we do talk about the importance of nutrition for your food and why our nutrition is so off right now. Right. And, and is a lot of it uh, processed food? You know, it's it's like it's like ninety nine point nine nine percent of it. Yeah, yeah. And what processed food does, and again, we'll talk about this in the interview. Processed food gets in the way 
of your body's own systems to tell you what you want to eat. Ooh. And and one really good important thing that you know you and I eat a lot of that people need to be eating more of are tree nuts. The yeah, fiber in yeah, tree nuts and yeah. what that does for your gut bacteria also supporting good bacterial health inside of your body. He talks a lot about the importance of that and eating foods that will support Boy, that. Boy, this is great. In this terms of so in terms of even and again I'm giving everything away now, but he goes into more detail. In terms of even even your 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 depression even in, in oxytocin, your body's ability to produce bonding right, hormones. Right. So how you relate to people, how bonded you feel to your family and friends has a direct correlation to the food you're eating. And it goes beyond just amazing. the rituals of eating. It's actually what you're eating. And he has the science behind it. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, stand by for that. And please share this with your friends. Because, you know, the funny thing about this, not funny, the interesting thing, uh, fascinating, is that you can save a life by sharing yeah. a podcast like this. Yeah. Hey, a couple of quick facts before uh, we let you loose with the, with the interview. Uh, a couple of random facts. First of all, did you know, on average, uh, recent research from the Mayo Clinic says people only stay on a diet for four days. Yeah, I believe that. That's because it's a diet, right? Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. and I think I think the deal with the with the with the diet thing that people the diet roller coaster is that they don't they don't they, they it's it's all about taking away. And actually that's something again, not to bring everything back to this interview, but that's something Dr. Lee talks about is when you are restrictive, our brains hate that. Our brains will obsess over something being taken away and will fight against it. And so what you need to do is you need to find good, healthy foods to eat and not actually restrict yourself like, like you would with the diet. So find things to actually eat, not tell yourself you can have stuff. So you can have all the French fries you want, but you got to eat nine pounds of spinach a day. Right, right. And when you start doing that, you'll, you'll stop eating the French fries by, by, by default. So I absolutely believe that. And I think, too, I think there's a whole thing with diet culture and body shaming that's going on right oh, now, yeah. specifically oh, yeah. with online. Yeah. And, um, and, and, I, and, and I think that contributes to people trying things for four days. The other thing is you're not really trying a diet for four days if you're doing something for four days. Yeah. If yeah. you want to try a way of life, you got to give it at least a month before you even know how you feel. Yep. And it's going to take you at least two months before you notice a difference in your body. The other thing that I've learned, and I've learned it a lot since, uh, since your kids have been over so much, is that if you – Bring something into your house. I don't care what it is. Oh. You will eventually eat it, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm. Those, you, those I know Trader why you're bringing Joe it up. Thing, those Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's makes Neapolitan JoJo's, uh -huh, which yeah, are the yeah, Trader Joe's yeah, brand yeah, Oreos. Yeah. Give, give showed me where they were. This episode not brought to you by Trader Joe's, although they should. These Neapolitan JoJo's. It's a it's a vanilla cookie, a chocolate cookie, and strawberry cream in between. And if that doesn't sound appealing to you, that's great because it means there's more in the world for me yeah. to eat. These things are unbelievable. They are so delightful. They are so delightful. Delightful. And and, and you know and, and they're and they're you know we're big guys, so you, you can eat a whole handful and yeah. not really even think about it. And yeah. I believe the serving size uh, is like two cookies. So <laughs> so I've had like eight servings in the last twenty minutes, which is great. Hey, one more piece, uh, sort of a left turn here from our random facts. According to Match.com, they just released this when women were asked, thousands of women, why they broke up with their last boyfriend. Thirty-seven percent of women said he was quote boring yeah when asked why they broke up with their last girlfriend 40 percent of men said too much baggage look here's what here's the deal uh, most guys especially uh, we are kind of boring yeah we, we, we yeah. kind of like yeah. we have our routines we have our things that we like and and the more in the, we'll, we'll court you for an hour and a half yeah <laughs> and then it's like oh gosh I, you know there's a game on <laughs> so i'm gonna let's let's press pause on this convo while i go and run and watch the game real fast that's that's just it's, it's how it's how men are wired and then, uh, and then with the uh, the too much baggage just means 
these guys do not want to emotionally invest. That's that's what it really is. Right. Because there's if you're head over heels for somebody, there's no such thing as too much baggage. Right. There's no, it yeah. could be a Mel DeMarcos with all of her shoes and Louis Vuitton bags <laughs> getting on a cruise ship. That's not too much baggage if you're into a Mel DeMarcos. I don't think she's on Match.com. I don't think she I, I don't is think either. She, yeah, okay. a, lot, a lot of dictators' ex-wives are, are not on Match.com anymore. <laughs> uh, so, so light this up now, Dr. Dr. Okay, Lee. so right before, we, so we're going we're gonna to go to this interview with Dr. Lee. He's going to talk about all about nutrition and health and how an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, but basically what the foods you can eat and, and why diet is so important to our overall health. Before that, uh, I'd like to just uh, play a quick commercial for our sponsor, Weeder Artery Health. They have, uh, they've been fantastic. And and you know you I've been I, listen I've been working with these guys for years and years and years. They 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 started out with vitamins and and bodybuilding stuff. Now they have so much research on um, on artery health and yeah. uh, and how to ensure that uh, yours stays healthy. So our here. arterial health is cardiovascular health. So right, here, right. Weeder Artery Health, and then our interview with Dr. Lee. Hey, it's John Tesh here to tell you about Weeder Artery Health. If you're concerned about maintaining your heart health, I urge you to check out Weeder Artery Health. It's crucial to maintain healthy and flexible arteries, and that's where Weeder Artery Health comes in. It has clinically researched key ingredients like vitamin K2, which is hard to get enough of from food alone. Weeder Artery Health uses MenaQ7 as the source of vitamin K2. It's been clinically shown to help transport calcium to your bones. Weeder Artery Health also includes an ingredient called Aronia Berry, which improves circulation and helps maintain blood pressure by keeping arteries flexible. Proper blood flow is your lifeline, and I want you to live a long and healthy life. So grab a box of Weeder Artery Health. I get mine at Costco for the best value, and you can too. Or you can visit Weeder.com. Go to Costco.com or Weeder.com for Weeder Artery Health. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Dr. William Lee, first of all, thank you so much for being a part of our, of our, of our podcast today, of our show uh, you have a new book out, Eat to Beat Disease, and I feel like uh, it, it, it's a bestseller. It's a huge deal, so thank you. I, we know you're, that you're busy. You're all, you also have your research and, and clinical stuff to do, uh, but, but I feel like this idea of food and our food system being a part of our disease is something that's, that's really picked up in the last like five years. Well, uh, Gabe, thank you for having me on, and you're absolutely correct. I think that you know, so many forces have converged to make us really understand or appreciate that we're responsible for our own health or our sickness. And many of the things that make us sick have to do with the way we live and not just our genetics. I mean, you know, yeah. when you talk about a disease like cancer, for example, you know, there's so many foods and toxins that are associated with cancer, but it turns out that actually uh, only about five to ten percent of cancers are actually related to genetics. The rest of it's due to our environment. And so, yeah, I think that as people start to question whether our healthcare system can really sustain the amount of sickness that we have, the conversations now turn to, well, what can we do to lower um, the the rate of disease? What can we do to become a healthier as a society? And that immediately goes back to our diet. And why do you think, I mean, how, how did our diet get so far out of whack? I mean, I, I have my own theories, but, but you're the researcher. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a complicated question that many people are uh, asking, but a really good one. I mean, you know, uh, you know people go back to, you know, uh, they say, well, paleo is like how, you know, Paleolithic man lived. Well, right. you know, back then people didn't live till beyond the age of 30. And, <laughs> and, and it was hard to find food, so we were scraping our, you know, scraping uh, nuggets out of our fingernails uh, 
on, on dry ground or picking leaves off of trees. And so, you know, I, I think that somewhere between the junk food, ultra processed food laden society today and cavemen, um, we uh, developed healthy patterns of eating that uh, our bodies adjusted to. And, you know, honestly, in a place like the United States, you know, it's probably after World War II when soldiers came back, economies started to thrive, we started to figure out how to be clever and, you know, um, uh, do TV dinners, you know, right, things that were right, convenient. Right. I will tell you, I think that the, um, if you take a, if you, I think this, this um, the uh, desire to have convenient, cheap food mm-hmm. fed the greed of industry, really the capitalism of industry, and made it possible to generate products that we have every day surrounded by them. It's on our TV advertising to us that, frankly, they might taste pretty good, actually, but they are terrible for our bodies. They weren't right. engineered for our bodies. They were engineered for our minds. Uh-huh. That, that's a great point. I mean, you, you, you brought up two things that I, or a few things, actually, in there that I that I believe strongly. And one is that the um, that, that, the, that military food complex that got built up for World War II, we had all that infrastructure all of a sudden built to make MREs for our soldiers. Now we're mm-hmm. going to use it to make pre- processed food uh, domestically. And, <coughs> and capitalism obviously worked to support that. But the other thing is, you know, fat, salt, and sugar we need. And it's very rare in nature. And... And I, I feel like these companies have figured out how to how to hack our brains with the fat, fat, salt, and sugar that our bodies are programmed genetically to respond to, and 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 they they just kind of they know us, like you said, it's it's a mind thing, right? You know exactly. Well, let's let's talk, let's think about that for a second. Let's pick up right there. Fat, salt, sugar. Our bodies don't not only need it; it craves it because right. when our when we were evolved on this planet as humans, right? Um, whenever wherever we could get fat, salt, or sugar, and it wasn't that often, you know, we went right after it, right? So that's like the feeding frenzy. And I think that's really the part of the the, the, the mental uh, attraction that has made the um, uh, the consumer packaged good, uh, you know, the, the packaged food industry so successful, and they literally design for that. On the other hand, let's take a look. You know, let's look at the positive side. So many <laughs> cultures, many cultures today, uh, give actually continue to eat pretty healthy food as long as they stick to kind of their roots. Mediterranean diet, we yes. know, is very very healthy. Like every single research study has demonstrated that that the elements of the Mediterranean diet, which is mostly plant based, whole grains, little added sugar, you know, polyunsaturated oils, good fish, um, uh, little red meat, um, that combination. Uh, actually winds up uh, uh, really activating our body's health defense systems. Same thing as some of the Asian diets, very little meat, meat's a condiment, vegetables, uh, 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 you know, fiber-based foods, um, legumes are really central. And so uh, those cultures, those traditions, um, those foods actually speak to our culture, our history, our community. They bring people together. And if you, if you sort of Think about that description I've just went through. It's the complete opposite of convenient and cheap, right? right? It's right. meaningful food that has developed over time, and it, and and not surprisingly, it's what's good for us. So I, what I write about in Eat to Be Disease, um, is really the fact that uh, when it comes to food and health, it's really not only about the food; it's about how our body 
uh, response to to what we put inside it. And so that turns the equation around from looking for, you know, uh, cheap, convenient and magic bullet superfood to really taking a more considered approach to what can we do to actually help boost our health and reduce the risk of disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's true. And you also describe too, when you describe like the Mediterranean diet, there, there are rituals associated with the eating and the cooking and the preparation and even the growing of that food that are baked into culture, but I also think are a part of the you know oral history of how we eat as as humans. And uh, and I and I think when we when we begin to reach for the most convenient, because again, I think we always take the path of least resistance. So when we go for that path of least, re- least resistance, we lose that 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 baked in ritual and and it, and it speeds us up instead of slowing us down and we end up losing i think even more than just than just the good foods right well you know we lose the opportunity to really um fine tune our bodies you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. uh the multiple times a day we eat we also lose by the way the connection to our community our families right uh you know uh, and by the way, if you eat, you know, if you're a couch potato and you eat bad junk food sitting on the couch as a couch potato watching television, you're not moving either. You're not having social interactions. We know that exercise, we know good social interactions are really important for longevity and health. And so one thing now I of, feel like you're uh, making this personal towards me. <laughs> not not at all. Uh, uh, but my, my point is that really that, you know, one uh, uh, one negative thing kind of feeds the other. Um, whereas, you know, what I think that we, the good news is that the science has advanced now um, to help us understand what are the good things that we can do for us that actually will allow good things to feed each other as well. And by the way, uh, you know, I, I just want to um, uh, make one of the, uh, tell you one of the goals that, I, you know, what made me write this book is because I, I'm a medical doctor and a scientist. And for mm-hmm. the last 20 years, I've been doing what I was trained to do, which is diagnose disease and then you know throw spears at them by writing prescriptions right and you know sometimes it works and you know i've seen the effect the powerful effects of medicines that can cure some diseases but over time i started to realize that every one of my patients always asked me especially if they had a bad disease hey doc what can i do for myself what can i eat and i realized that i was never taught that answer in medical school i've heard that a lot from doctors that, that the nutrition element is really missing and the reason has been historically that in medical schools that, you know, the science of nutrition isn't really, you know, hasn't caught up with the rest of the science of pharmacology. And so, yeah. you know, um, we're not going to stuff it in our curriculum. Well, well, guess what? The science has now advanced to the point where we can really start to understand how our body responds to the food we put in it. And, and you know, I have I also wrote this book, Eat to Beat Disease, because I was confused as everyone else about the myth of the superfoods, you know, something that cures uh-huh. disease today. Uh, the next week I get whiplash because, you know, the media reports that actually is terrible for you. <laughs> yeah. um, Eggs. And, and, you you know, oh, you know, you, you name it. Yeah. Hey, saturated fat, you know, like uh, this and that and the other thing. And, and the reality is, is that that's not how medicine really works. Like real doctors that are out there every day learning and applying the best we know. Our tradition is to use science and evidence to lead the way. And, you know, so that's really what I did. I used my background as a medical researcher, scientific researcher, to really take a look using the same rigorous approach um, that's used for drug development to actually look at our food. And here's an interesting analogy. 
that, that I wanted to hack, right? So if you went to the most famous cancer research centers around the country and you um, went online and ordered some chemotherapy, let's say, had it FedEx the next day, gave it to the cancer researcher, they could pop it into uh, a lab dish or a rat with a tumor. You know, within a few days, you would know what this chemical did to be able to treat the cancer, mm-hmm. as an example. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you, if you caught up a pizza shop and had the pizza delivered in 15 minutes to the same researcher, they wouldn't know what to do with it, right? So you can study drugs against a disease, but you can't study food. That's crazy. Yeah. So I hacked into that by basically saying, what could we do to break down food into what's inside it and study that using the same systems in the lab, in the clinic, in public health that we use to study drugs? And that's really kind of the breaking through the clouds moment for me is that if you start using that kind of approach, all of a sudden it's a whole new world of understanding that foods are not simple, they're complicated. The body actually responds remarkably to try to bounce back to health if you let it. And, and, and then sort of that's the kind of the, the, the magic, I think for me, the magic moment was really to say, wow, with really this kind of evidence, I can now have some clarity on foods that I used to be confused about. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think, you know, you, you, you bring up a great point, like you earlier where you said that, that this idea of nutrition has not, didn't used to be properly researched. So this, so bringing it back up, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great time. It's a great time for, for this kind of concept. So Take us through how we actually start deprogramming some of our 21st century bad habits and reprogramming some of our early, you know, <clears throat> our earlier better diets. Right. Well, you know, first of all, I want to say uh, that what I have uh, come across in my research is, is the idea that health is not simply the absence of disease, right? So you ask somebody typically, like, are you healthy? Yeah, I'm not sick. How do you know? Because I'm not sick. Um, that's not a good answer. And what I found out is health is not just the absence of disease. It's actually the result of your body's, our body's hardwired health defense systems that are firing on all cylinders from the inside out, from the time we're born until our very last breath. Our body wants to be healthy in every single way. I mean, this is why... Kids don't get lethally sick, you know, when we're really young. I mean, mo- I mean, some do, but I, um, but fortunately, most don't because our, you know, when we're younger, our our defenses are like raring uh, to go. They're probably at one of their most powerful. Later on in life, as we get older and aging starts to take over, you know, our defenses and the environment wearing on us actually um, take us down. So, you know, again, the first um, kind of um, bad habit is to think that, you know, um, if I'm healthy, I don't need to worry about it. Well, guess what? Your body's worrying about it. So right. you need to take care of your body. So that's the first thing is don't take your body for granted. It's trying to do you a favor every single day, every single right. moment, every single day. Number two, that there is a magic food that we can eat, a single, you know, superfood, magic food, magic bullet food. You know, anybody that tells you that this magic supplement works and it'll cure everything, they are out of their mind because mm-hmm. <laughs> really the, the 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 actual truth is that um, the foods that we eat um, uh, that come from nature, that are whole foods, mostly plant-based, but not only plants, um, uh, fish can also do the same thing, uh, some fish and, and, uh, and even some meats, believe it or not, and even some dairy products. Um, this is what the science tells us, um, that the natural chemicals that are found in foods from nature, actually, when we eat them, 
activate our body's health defense system. So what are those health defense systems? It turns out that um, there are five of them I write about in Eat to Beat Disease. Uh, one of them is our circulation, right? Mm-hmm. Our, uh, and blood vessels. Um, most people don't know that there are, our body has 60,000 miles worth of blood vessels packed inside our skin. Crazy. Underneath our skin, right? So th- let me tell you how big 60,000 miles is. You were to pull out all the blood vessels and line them up end to end. You'd form a thread that would wrap around the earth twice, okay? And these vessels are the vessels of life that, that deliver oxygen and nutrients from what we eat to every single cell in our body. It is one of our most powerful health defense systems to help nourish the rest of our body. Yeah. And the system is called the angiogenesis system. It's how our body grows and maintains blood vessels. That's one of them. And our diet can either either help or harm that system, right? Um, another health defense system uh, is uh, our stem cells, our regenerative system. And uh, what's really amazing is that you know, when you and I are growing up, I'm sure uh, our teachers taught us that starfish and salamanders can regenerate, but people can't, right? Right, so, right, right. But, but I can tell you, uh, I gave, that's not true. We now know the science is advanced to tell us that, in fact, humans do regenerate. We regenerate from the inside out. So, like, it's not like you cut off your hand, you're going to grow a new hand like a right. salamander. <laughs> yeah. but, we're, but we're continuously regenerating from the inside. Our brain, our gut, our liver— our lungs are continuously regenerating, and um, and and as we get older, this ability kind of slows down. But foods can activate those um, stem cells, so that's another defense system. Our microbiome is another one. Healthy gut bacteria, thirty-nine trillion bacteria in our body. It's, it's crazy. Pretty amazing. It's crazy, right? This is this you know the the healthy gut bacteria in our body. By the way, it's not just in our gut; it's in our nose, it's in all of the orifices. Uh-huh. Is the starry sky out there. I mean, you know, you go in a dark night, look up at the sky, you see these millions of stars, right? Yep. Um, that's what the microbiome is. It's so big, so complicated, so amazingly powerful that we're just beginning to look at the tip of the iceberg to understand what it can do. But it controls our immune system. It controls our healing. Mm-hmm. When we cut ourselves. It even controls our brain and the ability to be able to release yeah. social hormones. For I've it. heard Amazing. that. I've heard that like the, the fiber and gut bacteria is like a is a whole thing when it comes to ADD and 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 emotional connections. Like it's crazy, right? Well, you know, here here's a, I'll tell you a really amazing experiment. There was a there's one gut, gut bacteria called Lactobacillus ruteri uh, that has been uh, studied. It's actually found in breast milk. So that's how moms give it to babies over generations. Um, it's easily wiped out by antibiotics. Uh, and in fact, after the antibiotic era came out in the 1930s and 40s, you know, people started having less lactobacillus, you know, that healthy gut bacteria in our gut. Well, it turns out that um, this, bac- this healthy bacteria actually um, uh, uh, causes uh, the brain uh, to release a social hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin is the hormone that gets released when you hug somebody you love, when you yeah. shake somebody's hand, when you're hanging out with your friends and feeling really good about being with your buddies. The bonding hormone. That's the bonding hormone, right? So think about it. This is one bacteria that actually causes your brain to release that. Crazy. It's you know, uh, and what we eat can actually um, influence uh, whether that bacteria lives or dies inside our body. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, you know, a critically uh, a critical defense system. 
the fourth and fifth one, the fourth one is our DNA protection, you know, like telomeres. Uh, most people, well, yes, but let me tell you, uh, let me give you a, let me tell you sort of the, the, the inside scoop on this. Um, DNA, everybody knows today is our genetic code, right? It's the right. code of life, right? But it's way, it's way more than that. What people don't realize, and this is what I write about my book is our, our DNA is hardwired to protect us from the environment. Hmm. All right. So what do we mean by that? Um, think about it. You go outside, you get, you get a lot of sunshine, right? It's a great beach day or you're driving, you know, in traffic and your windows open and the sun's blazing in yeah. ultraviolet radiation damages the DNA in our skin every day. Right. Um, air pollution, air pollution, damaging our lungs, uh, secondhand smoke that you might breathe. If somebody's smoking a cigarette, if you inhale that smoke, it's damaging your DNA, off gassing from carpet, um, furniture, all that stuff's damaging our DNA. It's happening every day over the course of our lives. By the way, if you fill up your car with gas, yeah, do you stand upwind or downwind of the pump? Oh, I don't even think about it. I just stand wherever is most convenient. Exactly. And when you're standing wherever it's most convenient, if you smell the fumes yeah. from the tank, you are damaging your DNA in your lungs. Okay? Ugh. So now think about this. Well, I'm telling you, these are the things that we need to think about. The reason that you don't need to be paranoid about this every single day, about the sunshine, about the you know all the stuff you breathe, and is because our DNA is hardwired to protect itself. It can neutralize incoming, okay, like some of the uh, some of the uh, oxidative things that are coming into the air. It can neutralize those. And if there is damage to our DNA, our DNA knows how to fix itself. It can build itself back up, uh, pave the potholes over. That's a defense system. And then final defense systems are immune system. Right. Grandma said, oh, you know, you got to have a good immune system to prevent yourself from getting sick. Yeah. But how how little we knew how powerful the immune system is today. Yeah. We realize our immune system protects us from getting cancer. So our immune system is is like con is conducting surveillance every single day, looking for troublemaking cancer cells. And when they find them, they wipe them out because we're all forming little cancers in our bodies all the time. Mm. But we never develop you know, full-blown cancer until our immune systems are damaged and the cancer can hijack blood vessels and grow and turn into a big problem. And so these five defense systems, blood vessels, angiogenesis, stem cells, microbiome, DNA, immunity, these are the five systems I write about that in fact support our health. And when we eat foods, they activate or deactivate or, you know, these defense systems is a whole new way to think about how to eat to beat disease. <laughs> well, you, you know what I like about about this is that it's it's really just a scientific and exhaustive explanation for uh, for why an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, because what you're doing is really highlighting the systems that allow for prevention to be better than cure, because, you know, this idea of of going after something pharmacologically after it's already too late, or I wouldn't say too late, after it's already... Horse out of the barn. Right, right, right. And so now, you, now you're fighting, now, you're, now it's just 10 times harder. So, exactly. it, so this is, you know, th this is really just an exhaustive explanation for how to do that, for how to use that ounce of prevention in the best way possible. Exactly. And, you know, and by the way, because it has to do with how food interacts with those health defense systems, and I read about more than 200 foods, the scientific evidence that backs up how 200 plus foods actually can activate our health defenses. Um, that many foods is about adding foods to your diet, not taking them away. And, and so much about food and health has been about deprivation, shame, uh, guilt, 
you know, really negative things. Yeah. I can tell you hum, human nature abhors deprivation. Right. Right. You say you don't do this. Right. Your brain automatically says, well, right. maybe I will. Right. right. Reframing <laughs> so, something as a positive um, is a huge thing we talk about. Well, and, and, and here's what I say. If I, if I told you there was a list of 200 foods that could boost your health defense systems and help you ward off diseases like cancer, diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, obesity, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, and what I want you to do is to choose among that 200 foods the things that you already like, you already prefer, and start with those. Then you're already way ahead of the game in terms of eating healthy, Yeah. right? Um, as opposed to saying you have to have a one-size-fits-all rigid diet, you're going to stick to this for – you know, two weeks after a cleansing. That's, that's, you, you can't stick with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So take us through, take us through what you eat now with all of the knowledge that you have. So like on a standard day, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You don't want to be, dep you, you don't want to come with, come at it with a deprivation mindset. You want to come at it with mm -hmm. a growth mindset. I get that. Yeah. I'm with you. So don't start cutting stuff out. Start adding the good foods. So exactly. what, what do you do in like, what, what do you eat for breakfast? Well, I can tell you, I, I usually, I eat something different every day based on the circumstances that I'm in. And that's what's really great about the, my approach that I write about in my book is not about a single rigid one size fits all diet. It's called the five by five by five plan. And it chooses, it selects from around the 200 foods. And it says, you got five health defense systems, eat one food every day that activates at least one of those systems. Oh so yeah. Five defenses, five foods. And then, you know, by the way, I don't know if you realize this, but on average we encounter food five times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, a couple of snacks, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. So it's not just three times a day. We can actually do something good for ourselves. It's more than that. All right. So what do I eat? Like, so I, I call it sort of the mixed martial arts of healthy eating. Um, you got to kind of go into the ring, into the octagon, like recognize that you can use any style of eating. You can choose anything that's within those 200 foods um, uh, that's actually good for you. And you're activating your health defenses. So, you know, for breakfast, I'll have a mango, for example, which activates all five of your health defense systems. Um, that's what I had this morning. You can have some green tea, which also activates yeah. multiple defense systems. Man, you know, um, you talked about Mediterranean diet, but we, we should talk also about, about certain traditional Asian diets. And we, we talk about the green tea element so much. Right. Well, you know, so there's new information about green tea. Traditionally, you know, everybody said green tea has polyphenols uh, called EGCG and many others, and they're antioxidants, so they prevent damage to your DNA. Mm -hmm. Correct. But now we know that green tea's polyphenols starve cancer by cutting off their blood supply. Wow. So the cancers wow. can't grow without a blood supply. Amazing, right? So, um, and this is backed up, by the way, by laboratory and human and public health evidence that green tea will do this. Um, the other thing that green tea does, it's quite amazing. Everybody got to go out there and get yourself some green tea, by the way. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Well, it, you know, it, and this is, it also works with black tea, surprisingly, and even uh, uh, chamomile tea is that, you know, you can activate your stem cells with uh, particularly green and black tea has been studied, you know, so you can actually get rid of bad disease cells like cancers, but you can activate good stem cells to help regenerate with tea. Um, coffee is something that I, I, I like to drink a lot. Uh, in fact, I got a cup in front of me right now I'm sipping on. Um, and turns out that, you know, uh, people who drink, you know, uh, reasonable amounts of coffee, not 23 cups a day, like was reported to media, but basically, you know, you have two or three or even four cups of coffee a day, it's fine. 
um, uh, actually it lengthens your telomeres. So it lengthens the ability of the of of your it, it, of your cells to survive. It slows cellular aging. So that's incredible. you know. Um, that's just, just some examples of, 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 of things. And, and by the way, we were just talking about Asian diets. So do Asians drink coffee? Actually, if you go far west in Asia, where yeah. it's like near, near Central Asia, yeah, they drink coffee. By too. the way, by the way, I mean, this is a totally off topic, but that is a big reason for, for a lot of um, early mathematics being, I'll, I'll explain this in a second. This is one of those unintended consequences. That's a big reason for early mathematics being developed in Central Asia. It's because they used coffee to uh, purify their water instead of wine. So they had, their brains were in a better position to do the kind of complex science and math that helped, it helped that become the center for mathematics in like, you know, the second century BC or whatever. Well, that's a that's a that's an amazing thing, and and th this is why we have to learn from the accumulated history of mm -hmm. of humankind. Mm -hmm. You know, like what have, what have we been doing? What have we been doing? Like, it, it's not just what we've invented yesterday. You know, there's I, I'm a big proponent of like food tech, and you know, trying to create um, uh, new types of foods. You know, there's so much going on now about like. Um, uh, what, do, what do you call it? like meat substitutes like Beyond Meat and mm -hmm. uh, the 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 plant burger and things like that? I, I I think those are cool and I'm all for them. But you know we are we need to make sure we're not missing the forest for the trees. Like we got to go back. There's a lot of information there about right. from traditional cultures of what's good for us. Mm -hmm. Um. So you know so that that's kind of thing. I I tend to eat a pretty light breakfast. Um. Uh. Um. By the way, you know. Um. So the question about you know, the thing I found in my research is there are some things that are surprising that are good for you um, uh, or better choices that you could make. So, you know, a lot of people like to have toast for breakfast. Um, you know what? If you had to choose toast, go for whole grain because whole grain is better for you. But sourdough is even better. Is it because of the Why active is... bacteria? Well, so think about it. Yes, it is. Because sourdough, the, the reason that sourdough tastes tangy mm -hmm. is because the baker that makes real sourdough bread uses... Guess what? Lactobacillus ruteri, that same healthy gut bacteria I told you about. Bakers have been using it for thousands of years to create sourdough, and that bacteria is in the bread. So then people say, well, wait a minute, but you're breaking baking the bread in the oven. That bacteria, the oven heat is going to kill it. Correct. However, researchers at MIT have shown that even fragments of that's left of dead bacteria from Lactobacillus ruteri will give you the same health benefits. Wow. I mean, look, I, I, that's, that's fantastic because I, I happen to love sourdough bread. So that's a, that's a, that's a win-win that, that that's incredible too, because again, you know, you're, you're talking about these, these early or these traditional food elements that are good for us that we've lost or that we've moved beyond with the processed food that we can go back to. And, and how comforting is, is a slice of sourdough bread? You know, how comforting you know, is a sandwich on sour? Like these are not, these are not restrictive foods. No. And that's my that's really the message that I'm trying to send out. And the reason I wrote my book is that, you know, we can use science to really um, uh, illuminate and put the headlights on, shine a light on what are the foods that we can feel comfortable giving ourselves permission to eat. And a lot of the traditional foods are on that list. Mediterranean diet, Asian diet, very um, a classic on there. But, you know, like even things like um, here's a, here's a cool thing. Sauerkraut. Right. Yeah. Um, turn, that's a fermented food. Yeah. They chop up cabbage. They put the salt that they put it out there. Let bacteria get in there. That's a good way to feed your microbiome. Um, it's quite amazing that you can actually use sauerkraut or kimchi 
um, to actually uh, feed your gut microbiome. I mean, how many people have you heard, you know, having, well, I've got this digestive problem, it's IBD, or I've got some like weird thing. Uh, a lot of people were saying they have celiac when celiac is actually not a very common disease, but people feel that, you know, they have these sort of odd gut things. Most likely it's because the microbiome is not happy. You've got a bad, you've got an unhappy ecosystem, bacteria with a couple of bad neighbors in there causing all kinds of problems. And so we're beginning to realize that one of the things that we want to do is in fact, try to right size and make that neighborhood of gut bacteria healthier, friendlier, more cooperative. And so this is again, you know, a whole new way of thinking about um, food and health. Let's think about what we're doing for our bodies and let's not restrict ourselves to just a few foods. Let's use the entire repertoire that mother nature provided us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I also hear you, you're absolutely right. We, we, Need to be eating. The other thing we also tend to do is is eat eat specific foods too much. So, like you said before, this idea of we we find one superfood that we think is going to do everything, and we still eat a lot of pizza and a lot of other processed foods, and we're not and we're doubling down on that superfood. We're not eating enough variety to really underscore all of those systems that you're talking about. Exactly, exactly, and that's why you know understanding the systems. And then taking a look at the list of more than 200 foods that I list out there. By the way, any of your listeners who want to actually get a free shopping list, I actually, uh, if you come to my website, um, which is drdrwilliamleeli.com, I decided to create a free shopping list for people who actually come onto my website and just uh, sign up for it and download it. Because um, what, what, what we really need to be able to do is to get familiar with what are the foods that activate our health defenses. When I go to a restaurant, when I go to a farmer's market or a mm -hmm. supermarket, mm -hmm. in my head is I've already kind of, you know, it's kind of like how, you know, you know, like when you get, when you get back to your neighborhood, you know exactly which road goes this way. And right, you get right, back right, to your right, 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 right. I have that burned into my head. What are the healthy foods? Yeah. Right? And so that's what I really want to help people get comfortable with is just immediately recognizing second nature wow, this is what I should choose on the menu. If I go to a restaurant and I open up the menu, it's like the Terminator. I'm like looking down the sheet and I just automatically recognize which ones are actually Scan, scan, activated. scan. Hey, yeah. Exactly. And then those are the ones that will, and I'll choose from those things. Like among those things, which one do I want? What do I feel like I want to eat the most? Yeah. I, I, and, and I think too, also, I, I've noticed this when I'm, when I'm exercising a lot and when I'm eating really healthy, my body begins mm -hmm. to really tell me what I want. And when I'm eating poorly, my body goes for the path of least resistance. But when I'm when I'm doing everything well, my body will be like, "No, you need nuts right now. You need a piece of exactly. fruit." And I will crave. Exactly. I can listen to my body because I will crave the whole food that I that I really need. Exactly, exactly. And you know that's when you're well. Now think about this also when you're sick, though. Um, you know when you're uh, you know because one of the things that's actually some of the data that's most amazing is coming out from people who actually um, uh, are, are not well. There was a study that was presented about two years ago um, at a major cancer meeting done by major university cancer centers um, that showed that uh, it was like 800 patients or so um, who actually had stage three colon cancer. That's colon cancer that spread the body. And they were getting treatment. So, you know, the, the, the good standard treatments that um, hospitals offer. Um, what they found was that the, among those people who ate two about two um, servings of nuts, tree nuts, um, a week, like walnuts, pecans, cashews, uh -huh. uh, whatever it is, um, it actually cut their risk of mortality by half. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's stunning, right? Now, how does that work? 
Well, it turns out that besides being a great source of omega-3 fatty acids that can help cut off the blood supply feeding tumors, um, it turns out that the nut, the fiber in a nut, actually feeds the gut bacteria, which then um, tunes up and reboots the immune system, which can help fight cancer. So, you know, this is like, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that, you know, um, when you're well, you want to eat very well, but when you're sick, you want to eat even better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and again, you know, what, what I find incredible is again, you've figured out the, you figured out the science that underscores this, this prevention concept and how it all interacts together. So, so many of us think, okay, boost my immune system. That's great. So you take vitamin C or whatever you need to do to boost your immune system, but also you got to make sure you have enough fiber so that your gut bacteria is in place and it all works together. And when it all works, it's like, um, what's the, what's the like Greek, uh, the, the, in the 300, they have, the, they do the special formation. And if there's any chink right. in the armor, if there's any, yep. any way to get through that, then they, then, then the whole thing fails. And that's kind of like what our body is, is we want to have all of our shields up in the perfect formation to prevent the, the, the degenerative diseases that are literally killing us from the inside out. Right. And, you know, and, and I think that, you know, where we're moving towards this, not only is the science advancing, but our awareness is advancing, which is where we started, you know, right. com, com, talking about this. Well, how come we're starting to pay attention to it now? You know, it's probably a lot of reasons we're paying attention to it. I mean, I think that we're paying attention to the climate. We're paying attention to our food and our food system. We're paying attention to our, you know, how we're using energy. Uh, I think that, you know, um, although, you know, <laughs> there's, there's certainly a lot of bad news out there, um, maybe it's because of that that our, uh, you know, our, uh, our, our radar has been lit up now yeah, yep. by asking the question, like, wait a minute, maybe we do need to be thinking about what we eat and, and what, and maybe we should be thinking about what food is doing to uh, our bodies and how our bodies responding to what we put into it. Unbelievable. The book eat to beat disease, the guest, Dr. William Lee, uh, I, I, I was, the, I'll also put a, a link to where to buy the book and to where to buy the, um, or where to get the, 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 the shopping list in the show notes so you guys can just click on that and find it right away. Uh, I was going to ask you what's the one food that people should start eating right away, but I feel like we've kind of we've transcended that to the point where we really need to be looking at this holistically, and there is no one little magic bullet. Well, that's right. Um, I mean, you know, but, but it's a fair enough question. You know, I get asked this all the time. What's the one thing that, that you want to tell me about that I should eat? And I would tell you, I would say drink green tea. Honestly, if there's one thing, it's not the yeah, only thing you should yeah. have always, but green tea and, you know, uh, I, there's, uh, by the way, there's a lot of different kinds of green tea. I encourage people to go to a tea, a real tea store and talk to somebody who there who knows what they're talking about and to allow you to sample different teas. And you'll find not all of them uh, are, are taste the same. Some of them are really amazingly delicious. But that's the one thing that I would say, you know, my one take home message, honestly, is, you know, if there's if there's one lesson I can tell you there's 200 more, more foods and stuff but you know um uh, the cheat the cheat sheet on this is drink green tea i i love that i love that and you know i it that's you're not the first and i'm sure you won't be the last person to say that uh we talk i mean it's just more and more stuff comes out about the benefits of green tea uh i am gonna let you go but before i let you go i'm gonna ask you two things first of all where can people follow up again link to the book and the um and the the shopping list in the show notes where else can people follow up with you yeah, well, great. Well, you know, I really welcome everybody to uh, come to uh, my website, Dr. William Lee. It's Dr. William Lee, spelled L-I.com. Uh, I'm going to be uploading and posting lots of new information. I mean, you have no idea, uh, Give the, the, the fast and furious pace 
that new research is coming out. And I'm going to put it up there on my website for people can um, uh, sign up and actually learn about it. Um, uh, you can follow me on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, at Dr. Dr. William Lee, L-I. I'm happy to actually, uh, you know, communicate on social media uh, as well. And then, you know, you can buy Eat to Beat Disease um, at any place that sells books, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And it's, it's out there. And, or your um, local small bookstore. Or your local small bookstore. We've got to support those, those uh, cherished jewels in our community. I agree. I agree. And then my one final question, uh, again, links to the website, the book, and, uh, and also all of Dr. Lee's social in the, in the show notes. But uh, one thing that I ask everybody, uh, and I think you've kind of already answered this, but I'm going to give you one last opportunity. Mm. What is one thing people can start doing today that will make their lives a whole lot better? And you can double down on green tea if that if you so choose. It's just a question. I always no, ask. yeah, you know what? I, I would say um, when you hear a food trend uh, about a food trend or about a food claim uh, or a supplement claim, look, f- uh, ask yourself, where is the evidence? Mm. That is the most important thing. If we, you know, if there's one thing that we can do is we can demand. Where to look at the evidence before we are forced to make a decision. That's I think that's uh, I think that's really important, and I also think that books like yours give us the the mental paradigms in order to evaluate and and uh, the efficacy of these of these claims. You know, where we, exactly. we need to we need to educate ourselves and increase our scientific literacy so that we can actually evaluate that uh, effectively. Precisely. All right. I've taken up of your time, Dr. Lee. Thank you so much for being a part of the program today. And uh, this has just been this has been amazing. Well, it's a real pleasure, Gib. I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting you on board the Eat to Beat Disease bandwagon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm already on. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. Well, like I said earlier, I think, Gib, that uh, this is one of those. Po- I mean, they're all, all, all of the interviews are great, but this is one of those ones where you can send uh, folks who are listening you can send a link to this and uh, you can save somebody's life because I mean, eating to beat disease is really new because like you said, there are a lot of physicians. I, yep. I know, I know a lot of surgeons and j- just to be honest, they study it a little bit in, in school, right? They don't, they just, they don't have time to do the surgery no. and also study w- w- what are the nutrients that are going to beat cancer. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why they don't even have time to discover which drugs to give you. The surgeons and the do- and the and the internal medicine specialists are separated, and the nutritionists are in a different wing. Right, right, right. And so this idea of a doctor who's, who's incorporating that into their treatment, into their holistic treatment, is 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 phenomenal, and it's what we need more of. That is it for our show today. If you like the show, like John said, please rate, comment, and subscribe. But most importantly, please share it with a friend of yours. If you'd like to follow up with us, Facebook.com/slash John Tesh is where he spends most of the time posting videos, trying to get into the, into the comment section. John is on is on Twitter at John Tesh on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard, Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. Links to all of those in the show notes. I try to respond to every DM and comment. And most importantly, guys, thank you so much for listening.